we all had uh, happy holidays and a merry new year. I certainly did. I was very lazy. A lot of recuperation is necessary when you're in my line of work because on this January 3rd, 2023, I'm still not a lucrative podcaster. Let's put it that way. So please take a moment and share the show and, uh, you know, leave me a five-star review on, uh, Apple podcasts. I almost said iTunes. That's long gone. No iTunes. Yeah, it is. It is long gone. <laughs> and uh, Spotify and Stitcher and all the others. I would certainly appreciate it. And you're helping me grow the show, grow the podcast, bring my message to many new followers and subscribers. And speaking of uh, subscribing, please hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify. It doesn't cost you anything. And then, you know, ideally you get uh, notifications letting you know when I've put out a new episode because it's been a it's been a few uh, it's been a few minutes since my last new episode. I decided I was going to throw in with the uh, the big boys, the heavy hitters, the ones that uh, sign off on uh, on Christmas Eve or you know maybe even December twenty third, and then don't show back up again until today. And it almost it almost didn't happen for me today. But I got to figure something out. I need more time. I need more time to cover everything that I want to cover in the manner that I want to cover it. And with everything else that's going on in my life, it is uh, becoming increasingly difficult to master this format. I feel like I want to go longer. And then I also feel like I'm depriving you a little bit. Because if I decide I'm just going to do one hour a week on the weekend... Well, then you have to wait all week to get in only an hour's worth of of material. Uh, So I don't know. I'm back and forth. I'm all over the place. I'm always changing my mind. This is why I really wish I could lock down a producer. Somebody that's interested in what I'm doing, excited about what I'm trying to do and, and wants to help me get there. Provide me a little bit of focus, give me a little bit of perspective aside from my own. So if if you're listening to this now and you think that's you, then send me an email to the real earthbox at protonmail.com and let's talk. The big story this morning, Damar Hamlin, safety for the Buffalo Bills, collapsed after a hit. He made his tackle a few seconds later, collapsed on the field, and died. Now, this isn't what everyone's reporting. But he died. 
and was revived. This tweet from the Buffalo Bills official Twitter account, DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. So your minds are probably going immediately to, was he vaccinated? Well, of course he was vaccinated. But that doesn't mean that this is why he collapsed on the field. If, you, if you've seen the video, you look at the hit, you can see he took a shoulder right to the chest. That's not a very exciting revelation. Nevertheless, uh, nevertheless, it could be the explanation. But there's a lot of interesting little tidbits about this story. One, CNN and MSNBC. Well, when I pulled the page up 10 minutes ago, had nothing about Damar Hamlin on the front page. It was all about Kevin McCarthy. CNN's top page has since changed. Now, the biggest story on their front page is DeMar Hamlin in critical condition after cardiac arrest on field. MSNBC, MSNBC still wants you focused on Kevin McCarthy being elected the Republican Speaker of the Republican-controlled House. Very few are reporting that he died on the field and was revived on the field. Fair. But this immediately jumped out to me when I learned that the NFL suspended the game. Now, they had only played about six minutes in the first quarter. But why not? I mean, major injuries have happened in the NFL during games before, and they didn't cancel the game. Why cancel this one? Well, because a player died on the field. And when a player dies on the field, that is what appro- that is appropriate. They don't close down a freeway for a fender bender. But they close the freeway down when somebody dies. And they have to do an investigation. But CNN and MSNBC, they don't want to talk about that because their biggest sponsors are Big Pharma. And they want to get paid for the vaccine. And that's not even the long of it. They have to protect this narrative that the vaccine is safe and effective. Now, someone claiming to be Jamar Hamlin's doctor went on Twitter and said he gave, he administered Damar Hamlin's booster on December 26th, but has since deleted the tweet. And there may be nothing there. 
But when you put the pieces together, doesn't it seem like this is what everybody thinks? Whether they're putting it on the front page of their propaganda organizations or not. It's at the front page of Fox News. But we know that Fox News is just catering to the right. They print what they're told to print, report what they're told to report. But someone's telling CNN and MSNBC to downplay. But a player collapsed on the field, died, was revived, and the game was canceled. Now, maybe it was a side effect of the vaccine. Maybe it was something else. There are other things that could have caused this. But it would seem that DeMar Hamlin will survive. He may never play football again. He's still on a ventilator in critical condition. But this is the top news. A football player took a hit and collapsed on the field. And that in itself should give you pause. A football player sustained an injury and had to go to the hospital. And across right-wing media, that is the top story. On Gateway Pundit, Breitbart, and, well, not no, the Epic Times is carrying uh, Kevin McCarthy, the congressman who wants to be speaker. The congressman who holds the most sway. Maybe the most popular Republican choice. But not the best choice. I think most would agree. And there are at least five congressmen that won't vote for him. Which means Kevin McCarthy doesn't have a majority of votes. And it's interesting. Lots of Democrats. There there are enough Democrats and rhino Republicans to elect someone like Liz Cheney to be the Speaker of the House, but there aren't aren't enough Democrats and Republicans to elect Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker. So this tells me a few things. Democrats have cause to be afraid of Kevin McCarthy. And establishment Republicans also have cause to be afraid of Kevin McCarthy. But there are enough America first Republicans that are also afraid of Kevin McCarthy to throw his speakership hopes into turmoil. A lot of people think that Kevin McCarthy is too establishment. He won't do what we need through the power of the purse, through committees, etc. To address the problems that are really facing our country, like the corruption in the Department of Justice and the FBI. And there are some America First Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene that think Kevin McCarthy is the guy. And he will come through and accomplish the things that need to be accomplished. But this is the problem when you're dealing with politicians. 
they say one thing and do another. They come up with a long and prestigious resume, and it turns out all to be a bunch of BS, like this panic that is surrounding George Santos. And I have this article from the New York Post to bring us up to speed. Long Island representative-elect George Santos came clean to the Post on Monday, admitting that he lied on the campaign trail about his education and work experience. Sound familiar? But insisting that the controversy won't deter him from serving out his two-year term in Congress. Quote, I am not a criminal, Santos said at one point during his exclusive interview. This controversy will not deter me from having good legislative success. I will be effective. I will be good. End quote. Santos' professional biography was called into question earlier this month after the New York Times reported that he misrepresented a number of claims, including where he attended college and his alleged employment history with high-profile Wall Street firms. Quote, my sins here are embellishing my resume. I'm sorry. End quote. Santos said Monday. Santos confessed he had never worked directly for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, chalking that fib up to a poor choice of words. The 34-year-old now claims instead that a company called LinkBridge, where he worked as a vice president, did business with both of the financial giants. Quote, I will be clearer about that. It was stated poorly, Santos said of the lie. At LinkBridge, Santos said he helped make capital introductions between clients and investors, and Goldman Sachs and Citigroup were, quote, LPS, limited partnerships, end quote, that his company dealt with. So we're going to take George Santos, the Long Island representative, Republican, of course. Were he not a Republican, then all of the media would be covering up for him and no one would have anything to say about it. But since he is a Republican, of course, we have to all lose our mind. Can you believe it? Can you believe the nerve? Can you believe that a politician would lie? He just lied. And yet everything, like literally everything that Joe Biden said on the campaign trail when he was running for, I mean, you've heard the tapes, right? Oh, he graduated at the top of his class. He uh, he was the only one to get a full academic scholarship. He had 50 kajillion uh, doctorate degrees from whatever law, law firm he was going to at the time. His Everything Joe Biden says is a lie. His son died in Iraq when his son died of a brain tumor. He did he did all of these things with with medals and 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 these then the soldiers said no I didn't I didn't want the medal don't give me the medal because I don't deserve I like all of these stories almost everything that Joe Biden says when he opens his mouth is a lie But we have big news about George Santos a Republican that won in New York, we have to destroy him. So what what does that tell you about who George Santos is? It tells me that despite the fact that George Santos is a politician who lies, the establishment's afraid of him. And despite the fact that Donald Trump is a businessman who lies, 
the establishment is afraid of him. And they fear these people because of their power. They fear these people because they can't be controlled. They fear these people because they have no ability to control them. They have to bring people in to make up stories. Nancy Pelosi released Donald Trump's tax returns to the world illegally. There will be no justice for that. And there was no crime committed. So again, the Democrats try and fail to bring down their enemies within the law, outside the law. They can't bring Donald Trump down. Despite their every effort. And that's why I think he's got to be the guy there. There's a lot of narrative. There's a lot of narrative coming out of the right, the moderate right and the libertarian side of politics. That is trying to dismantle Donald Trump's support. And regardless of what you think of him, I believe that if we have a hope for saving this country, we have to elect Donald Trump in 2024. Now, the legitimacy of elections, the ability for fraud to be perpetuated upon the American public through our election system, that's something that needs to be addressed. And I think that's the reason that the establishment is willing to put Joe Biden up against Trump again. Because they want to be able to show that Biden beats Trump. If Biden doesn't run again and Trump does, it makes it a lot more difficult for them to shape this false reality that says this Democrat opponent is going to beat Trump. When it's someone unknown. Of course, they'll try and they'll probably succeed. Carrie Lake's election lawsuit was dismissed. Yet strangely, even though the judge saw it fit to dismiss the case, he didn't see it fit to sanction Carrie Lake and demand that she pay legal fees for the defendant. Yet it was fitting to dismiss her case. And it seems to me that this judge was just a coward or a partisan hack or both. So while we have the candidates that we can look to to do the right things, make the right moves, fire the right people, hire the right people to turn this country around and save us from our foreign adversaries. I don't know that we have the election infrastructure in place that will allow us to elect them to the positions we need them to fill.
All right, I'm out of time. We almost did it. Thank you very much for listening. Please take a minute, share the show, tell your friends, leave me a nice rate and review, and help me grow this podcast. I appreciate it very much. Follow me on social media at Earthbox and send me an email, the real Earthbox at protonmail.com. I'll be back. Goodbye.